0: Welcome back. Presidential Showdown. There have been a lot of recent headlines and updates in the race to be President of the United States as we get closer and closer to the 2024 election every day that passes. We've seen former President Donald Trump's recent legal woes, new candidates throw their hats into the ring, and President Joe Biden announcing his intention to run for re-election. We'll take a look at the biggest candidates, their positions on the issues, how the parties are reacting to this, and who we can expect to throw their hat into the rink next. We'll be taking a look at those stories and more today, May 5th, 2023. From Ishan Media, this is the Ishan S. Show. Podcast about the interesting and ever-changing world of American politics, with me, your host, Ishan. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome back to the Ishan As Show. I am so glad to have you back on the show. I was gone again for a month-long hiatus this time. Maybe we can call it a late spring break, or can we call it an early summer break? I don't know what you want to call it but I've been out working on a lot of projects, if you will. Um, We've been working on a lot of things uh, that are gonna be announced. I think you might want to tune in next week for a very big announcement, Uh, and I know it's gonna be really exciting. Actually, next week, if I'm not wrong, and I very well might be, but I believe next year marks our 50th episode and our two-year anniversary for this show. So I'm really excited about that, but there's also some big news that I'm also going to announce. So like all of the days just happen to fall onto that. So please stay tuned for the next episode of the Sean Ed Show. I'm pretty sure you're going to be interested in it. But we have a lot of headlines to get to. I know a lot has happened over the past month that I haven't been able to get to. But um, you know I'm here for this episode at least, and probably next episode next week. Um, And I am really excited to cover it. But let's get into some headlines. Well, really, headline. Um, So President Biden has had a few personnel changes uh, over the past few days, such as uh, domestic Policy Council Chair and Advisor Susan Rice announcing her resignation that's going to be effective on May 26th. Susan Rice, for those of you who don't know, is a decorated national security expert who worked in the B- Obama administration as national security advisor and was actually floated as a top candidate for Secretary of State. So then some people asked me, like, what is she doing as domestic policy advisor? Like, this isn't really her jam. But she uh, actually was appointed to the role by President Biden when he began his term back in 2021, after he had won the election. Um, But before that, uh, Rice was actually a strong candidate for vice president. Um, She competed against Kamala Harris, among other people, for the job. And I think Joe Biden really wanted to help fluff up her domestic policy experience as a, as a show of maybe, hey, you have a future of, in this. So Susan Rice served in that capacity. She'll be leaving that job, uh, and it'll be effective on May 26th. But in in her place, President Biden also recently announced that Neera Tandon is going to be taking the new job. She is currently the White House Staff Secretary. Her job is to make sure that all the personnel things that are happening in the White House are under control, are under order. Um, but beyond that, she has also been a very important ally. She's been an important name in Democratic circles, actually. She was the president of the very well-known political think tank, the Center for American Progress, a liberal think tank based out of D.C. She was the president of that. In addition to that, she's also been a really, she's had a huge media presence. So Neera Tandon was actually nominated for director of the Office of Management and Budget, which is a really important role Uh, in the White House because you have a lot of discretion when it comes to spending money. Like Congress will say, hey, this is how we want you to spend the money. But they get to decide in where that money goes. Like they'll decide what programs, what businesses, what contracts. So Office of Management and Budget is actually quite a powerful role. So Biden had initially nominated her for that job. But uh, her nomination ended up failing in the U.S. Senate after Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. He worked his way in again <laughs> uh, after Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia essentially shut down her her um, nomination by refusing to vote for her. He cited that she her she cited her social media presence as a huge issue for him that really um, turned him away from. Actually, confer- voting to confirm Nira Tandon. Well, Joe Biden did say that he was not going to get rid of Nira, so he did end up pulling the nomination and instead put up Shalind- Shalindana Young. I'm definitely getting the name wrong, but she was nominated for deputy director. He, she was she got a promotion to director. Um, Nira Tandon's name was pulled, and then she was put in the place of White House staff secretary. Now she'll be coming back in. In a more formal capacity, I mean, she's already played a big role. Um, She's well known in the West Wing, but now she'll have a more visible role that the American people can see her at work, um, which is going to be something interesting to watch, especially because this is somebody who has a lot of potential in terms of the environment of the Biden White House that we have not been able to see or really get tapped as much. But now with her in a more visible and prominent position, I think we're going to be hearing more of Nira Tandon. And in addition to the um, position of chair of the Domestic Policy Council, there is also then the CDC director position that's held by Rochelle Walensky. It was announced today, actually, that Ms. Walensky will be stepping down from her role as CDC chief, um, the CDC for... I mean, I'm not sure who wouldn't know what the CDC is after living through a pandemic, but the CDC is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. And she, um, Walensky, was the director of it. She, uh, so she was pretty well known, especially, you know, in earlier into the Biden term as the when pandemic was still a big issue. Um, she was a very visible face to the likes of like Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, a pretty big public health expert. She had made a lot of decisions that had garnered her praise from Democrats and criticism from Republicans. Um, and the White House was trying to find a way to, for her to leave. They were they, were, they were just weren't sure what the right time was because we were still in a pandemic. Well, I guess bonus news, the World Health Organization announced that by next week, they will be declaring COVID to no longer be a public health emergency, which is like, wow we we made it guys we made it to the other side of this but um I think this was very much in you know I think this was very uh deliberate uh I blanked out on the word for a second but it was very deliberate of i and I'm feeling anyway that she announced to resign today of all days because it provides like a nice transition for um the, uh, for the CDC now that their chief is leaving because the pandemic is over is not over but it's it's out it's not the biggest issue anymore so it's like a nice time to just get out now you know now as for who Biden plans on nominating to replace Walensky well we don't know that really um, because she just announced today that she was resigning but we'll keep an eye on that because for all the public health folks out there, we want to make sure you're informed, too. So stay tuned. Maybe we might announce who that new nominee is or maybe, you know, you might hear about it. All right. So that was a bit of the White House news that we're getting right now. But I want to get right into the Topic of discussing who the next occupant of the White House might be, or you know who might stay in the White House, i.e., Joe Biden. But um, I want to talk about who uh, about the race for 2024 because I think the last time we did an update was probably three months ago. I want to make these 2024 updates a little more periodic, a little more frequent, because the 2020 election is now entering its full swing. Like now we are in the heat of the moment. Back when I uh, did the first um, episode covering this, Nikki Haley had not even announced her candidacy yet. Donald Trump is the only declared candidate. Well, now we have a much clearer picture of what the Republican field is set to look like uh, we're, we have a much clearer view of what things are going to look like and how their GOP is going to select their nominee. And back then, Donald Trump had not been an indicted president yet. And I know w- that's not been in the news. It's not, you know, necessarily the most attractive thing for the news that th- in the news right now. There are other things, but I think this is a pretty notable thing that should be included. Um, and I think this really does play a big role in this GOP primary. And then Joe Biden, Joe Biden um, the question was raised in the last episode of whether or not he announces. Joe Biden announced that he's running for president. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things to go through. But I want to first just get some general information out. You know, I, I, I've definitely talked about this before. And I'm using the same prompt, actually, for this episode to talk about it. But first, some general information for my friends who might not know Um The next presidential election is going to be on november 5th 2024 do you got a countdown on your phone because i do (laughs) the next presidential term will begin on january 20th 2025 the current president of the united states is joe biden and the current vice president is kamala harris Um, you know there are a hundred senate seats of which 51 are controlled by democrats and the 49 are controlled by republicans then 435 seats in the house i don't really remember the number off the top of my head but i believe it's somewhere around 212 democrats and um whatever else is left uh is republicans i think like 223 uh if i'm doing my math right which i'm not very good (laughs) but that is the current composition of our federal government right now what is going on though. So a lot of things have been going on in the news and these have been pretty big topics that we're talking about. 2024 is not just going to be an election for president. It's going to be a president or excuse me, an election that's across the board important. Like wherever you look, it's going to be a big deal. Everyone should be talking about it. Everybody, I hope, will be talking about it because it's an impactful election that is going to affect you on every level. We have offices all over the country being fought for. Governorships, Senate seats, House seats, legislative seats, everywhere. And you know, as we get closer into the election season, I hope to have on more guests, more politicians, maybe not even just politicians, other people who are involved in this process. I want to have them on the show to talk about what this election is unfolding to look like and what we might be able to expect. Because there are a lot of issues on the ballot for the first time that i don't think we're really we were really talking about as much before the 2020 presidential or before you know or since the 2020 election i think the biggest issue that is going to dominate a lot of this is going to be abortion guns and i think uh, lgbt rights i think is in there um, because that's become a thing and then this the culture war in general uh, this is definitely a far more social issues-based campaign. It's no longer the economy. It's it's not like you're not going to see slogans like "Let's fix the damn roads that they have in Michigan" or "It's the economy, stupid" from Bill Clinton. Um, it's going to be a social issues campaign. It's going to be about abortion. It's going to be about guns. It's going to be about civil liberties. It's going to be about civil rights the issues that we are used to seeing are no longer going to be at top of mind. I think COVID's election was probably the last time we'd see that because the economy was such a big part of that. Foreign affairs were such a big part of that. There was a pandemic that was a part of that. This time though, we, we flipped the switch. And I say that because both parties are rating that as being these issues, these social issues uh, as being their big, as the biggest issue Things that they care about, and for Republicans specifically, I um I cannot recall the poll specifically, uh, but there is a poll that I did come across a few days ago that showed that Republicans have specifically for Republicans because they did not poll Democrats. If I'm I didn't find a poll for the Democrats, but CNN had polled Republicans, uh, asking them what the biggest issues for them were and what they would like to see in a candidate. They wanted to see somebody who's going to push back on the culture war, push back on wokeism, to um, who could say that Donald Trump did not win the 2020 election, things of that nature. Democrats, on the other hand, had more issues related to a woman's rights to choose. Um, Climate change, Supreme Court appointments, the future of democracy. Notice how none of these have to do with dollars and cents, how none of these have to do with the boring politics. This is all divisive populist politics that is taking over um, our, our, our elections right now, and that's what people are talking about the most. And so this is going to be an election of that, and I wanted to you know set that clear so I could have an easier time talking about the candidates for president because- these candidates very much are capitalizing, if you want to say that, off of these types of issues. Um, And they are definitely making a big part of their personality, at least the way they're marketing to the American people, based off of these views on the biggest social issues of our time. And so, um, you know, and actually beyond that, there have been a few other things that have been covered in the news, including, of course, Donald Trump's indictment. That's we we're going to talk about that. That's going to have its own thing. Uh, but there was also that leak from the Pentagon. That was a big issue, actually. Um, and then the Trump versus DeSantis stuff, that is also pretty prominent. And that's going to be something that impacts this election. And I'll explain why. But first, um, you know, how, who are the candidates? Who, who are the people that you should care about? Well, on the Republican side, we have Donald Trump. Um, obviously, we all know he's running. Then we have Nikki Haley, who is an announced candidate. She is the former governor of South Carolina, former UN ambassador. We know her, we talked about her on the show before. Asa Hutchinson. This is a new name. He is the former governor of Arkansas. He just wrapped up his term this year. He was succeeded by uh, former press secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But Asa Hutchinson is definitely a not so like, you know, a guy who's like, let's get rid of Trump. We don't need Trump in the par- Republican Party anymore. He's one of those types of Republicans. Um, he and also announced his candidacy, I think, maybe last week. Um, or two weeks ago, something. He announced his intention well early into April, but the formal campaign announcement was two weeks ago. And then we have Vivek Ramaswamy. He is not a politician. He is a businessman who announced his intention to run. He is probably one of those types of names where you hadn't heard of him before, but he's done a pretty impressive job as it comes to covering himself in the news and the media. He's marketing himself pretty well. And he's on Fox News a lot right now. That's a sign, you know, in Republican politics that you've made it, that you're on Fox News like every day at this point. So Vivek Ramaswamy, a businessman who is now running to be president of the United States. Now, these are our declared candidates so far, uh, you know, at risk of sounding controversial. I will say this is not other than maybe Donald Trump. we'll, We'll take Donald Trump out of the list for now. But of for these other candidates that are there in there. It's not necessarily the most talented bunch of people that you could put together to be president. Um, certainly, these people have a lot of political stock behind them. It's just compared to Donald Trump, these people don't really have a lot in them. And I know that these issues that Trump is facing right now kind of make it easier to be his opponent. But these candidates have really been weak as it comes to this. I mean, Asa Hutchinson is at one percent, Nikki Haley's at four percent, Vivek Ramaswamy's at five percent, Donald Trump is at forty-one percent if I'm not wrong in these polls. So it's a point to be made that right now there is no strong Republican actually in the um in the race to be the GOP nominee yet. That brings me into our not yet declared candidates. That includes Tim Scott, who has been hinting at a surprise announcement on May 22nd. Hmm, I wonder what that announcement is. Um, He has a lot of presidential buzz around him. He is being covered by the press like crazy. He is gaining a lot of attention. Uh, There have been rumors in recent weeks of whose campaign manager might be, so yeah. Tim Scott's running for president. May 22nd is a safe bet to when, he, when he's announcing. Then there's Mike Pence, former Vice President Mike Pence. We know him pretty well on this show. Um, Mike Pence is has lost favor with Donald Trump, but that's not stopped him from being prominent in Republican politics. He is currently mulling, either mulling or he's decided and he's not told anybody. But he is, as of right now, actively considering... A presidential run he said that he'll make his decision at some point in June if I'm not wrong then we have Florida governor Ron DeSantis this uh, you know governor DeSantis is definitely Trump's biggest competition he um, he has definitely made a name for himself he has combated Donald Trump like crazy um, to think that this guy just two years ago was made by Donald Trump, and Donald Trump never lets anyone forget it. But uh, yeah, it was jo- Donald Trump's endorsement that actually saved Ron DeSantis when he was running for governor. So to see them as <laughs> you know adversaries, political adversaries, right now, it's really interesting and funny to watch. Um, but yeah, Ron DeSantis now Trump has been going on the attack with DeSantis, and he's been. Going after him on all his biggest policy positions, saying, Ron DeSantis, I made Ron DeSantis. Oh, and uh, actually, Ron DeSantis does this and does that. And, you know, you have Meatball Ron, the nickname, or Ron DeSanctimonious. We've heard Ron DeSanctimonious on this show before. Um, but yeah, in general, Ron DeSantis is Donald Trump's biggest competition. But in recent weeks, both Trump and DeSantis have gotten really weak. And they are, I think, at their weakest right now, uh, both of them. So Donald Trump is going down, but he's taken Ron DeSantis down with him. Now, why necessarily is this relevant? Well, if you think about this in terms of electoral politics, if the Republican Party is divided in the way that it is between Trump and the alternative, they have to really consider how this impacts them in a general election, because Donald Trump, can really win this election, beating up Ron DeSantis, but he's also going to be beating up like half of Republicans right now that support DeSantis and other other candidates. He's going to be, you know, beating them up, and and it's going to divide the party. Some voters might be turned off, and if there's the type of messaging that Asa Hutchinson has, for example, that Donald Trump is not good for the Republican Party, then that's going to really invigorate a lot of voters and. Maybe we might see what happened in 2020, which is some of those Republicans switching over to Democrat to vote for Joe Biden just so they wouldn't vote for Trump. Of course, it doesn't have to be that way. Um, Donald Trump might very well just pull this off and cruise through. (laughs) Uh, He might just cruise through the election and win the 2024 nomination and then go against Joe Biden as a strong candidate the way he did in 2020 well, strong as strong as when he went in 2020. But definitely the infighting in the Republican Party, which is being spearheaded by Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, is not productive. I don't think it's going to help their party in the long run, but of course, it's politicians. They don't really care. They want to look at the best way to get them in office right now. And right now, the more attractive option is to attack the opponent like crazy. Now, for, as for Ron DeSantis, I have full faith that he's going to announce his candidacy for president and I will be most certainly watching that announcement, but uh, we should expect an announcement either this month or next month because that's what Ron DeSantis has promised us. Uh, Once the Florida legislative session ends, he would announce his candidacy and actually based on a Fox News report just today, Ron DeSantis is going to come very close to making that announcement soon. Now... That was a view of the Republican primary field. Um, and then we'll just quickly chat about Joe Biden and then talk about the election in general. But for Republicans, another nice fact is that they have the republican debates coming up which if you are a politics nerd like me a presidential politics nerd you watch all the debates uh so for my friends out there who are curious the first debate is going to be in august and it's going to be hosted by fox news as of right now they have not released the criteria to qualify for this debate although donald trump has already indicated that he might not be in attendance of this debate uh you know, we're going to have to see what Donald Trump decides to do there. But if he doesn't show up, I say it'd be a really boring debate. (laughs) We need Donald Trump on that debate stage. But he said, if I'm already winning, why should I be on a debate stage? And he's entitled to his viewpoint. He can do what he wants as a candidate. So, yeah, but stay tuned for that. And now let's talk about Joe Biden. So Joe Biden announced his intention to run for reelection on April 25th, which was four years to the day that he had announced his presidential campaign four years you know, in 2019. And uh, that, was a, that was a video that he posted on Instagram and Twitter and all his social medias. Um, it wasn't a bad video, actually, to be honest. It was politically, in terms of a messaging thing, it was a pretty good video. It started with him talking about the January sixth riots. Then it started, and then it went on to him talking about abortion, and then talking about what things have happened. You know, yada yada yada, presidential. You know, vote for me, that type of stuff. But um, he also very much touted his legislative accomplishments, which are, you know, always overshadowed. Uh, The the accomplishments that he's been able to make in office have been pretty interesting and notable, such as the infrastructure package. Infrastructure Week was a joke. Um, It was even a joke when I first covered it on the show, when there was discussion of an Infrastructure infrastructure Week. It was a joke when we announced it. Joe Biden actually made it happen. He talked about his foreign policy successes. He talked about his climate um, agenda. Joe Biden has been delivering on what he said he would deliver on. Yeah, he's had a few shortcomings along the way, and I think he's going to have to definitely answer for that. But he's been marketing things in a pretty general fashion. I don't really need to cover Joe Biden that much because he's the subject of nearly every episode on this show, and also because he's the only really serious candidate. That's not to say that there aren't other candidates. We do have two other candidates, Marianne Williamson. For those of you that followed the 2020 presidential Democratic primary, you know that who marianne williamson is uh she is a self-help guru that uh is an author who is uh, who has run for president before she was mocked for being you know a bit of the um there's no there's not a real i don't have a word to describe her but she's an interesting character um did not win Uh, most people did not take her candidacy seriously although she made it pretty far into the debate stage so i guess that's something but yeah, Marianne Williamson is running. Uh, she thinks that Washington needs to be radically reformed. Then we have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Yeah, that name sounds familiar. Hmm. Well, that's R.F.K., J.F.K., President John F. Kennedy, his brother Robert F. Kennedy, uh, Robert Kennedy, Robert Kennedy's son. The, uh, so John F. Kennedy's nephew. He is an he's a very prominent anti-vax activist and an environmental lawyer. Interesting mix. So he's been pretty vocal about his opposition to Joe Biden. Um, Based on what I've heard, I didn't even really know much about him until he had announced his candidacy. But um, what I've heard about him, he does not really agree with Joe Biden on a few issues. So... um, Together, Robert Kennedy and Marianne Williamson and Joe Biden make up the Democratic primary. So you'll see their names on at least some ballots. But let's be honest, it's going to be Joe Biden on that ballot in November. He's going to be the nominee. That's why I don't really feel like I need to cover it. But for the 2024 election, we did talk about the big issues that are at the top of voters' minds. And I think... As we gear closer and closer into what is definitely, undoubtedly going to be a very important campaign cycle, we're going to need to keep track of Donald Trump. So I'd say the biggest name that you want to, if you do that sort of thing where you keep news alerts on for politics, you turn on Donald Trump's name. It shouldn't really matter who, um, who um, the other candidate shouldn't really matter. It's going to revolve around Donald Trump in the Republican primary. It's what he says goes. It's what he says becomes the headline it's what he says that becomes the power party's position it's what he says that the media covers so we're gonna cover donald trump a lot on this show but we're also gonna i'm gonna encourage all of you to keep your eye on him because right now his polling numbers are going down but he's dragging people down with him so if maybe somebody else is slowly starting to beat him or is trying to is starting to eat away at his numbers you know maybe hey maybe Maybe now it's time for us to gear away. But Donald Trump is going to be that point ground zero that you're going to look at in the Republican primary and then look away around everywhere else. You're going to look at Donald Trump. You're going to see what he's doing. You're going to see how he's doing. Then you look around. That's going to be a strategy for trying to predict this election. This, or well, rather this GOP nomination contest. The 2024 general election, oof, is a distance away but as we get closer, I think we're going to start here on the show, I'm going to start weighing up candidates against each other, see who might fare well in a better general election and, you you know, the other things that we might do to help make this process more easy to understand and make it more interactive. I know some of you like it when it gets interactive. So we're going to be looking at ways here at the should to find that out. But. That's a look at the 2024 election. It just occurred to me that I've been talking nonstop for 30 minutes. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this episode up here. But thank you for joining us today. We'll see you next week. And so that does it for us here today at the Sean S. Show. If you liked my commentary, then go ahead and follow at Ishan S. Show on Twitter and at the Sean S. Show on Instagram for breaking news posts and updates about the show. If you want to learn more about political stories, then check out my political news blog on theishanesshow.com and enter in your email to subscribe and just check out theishanesshow.com. And do us a favor and share this episode and all other Ishan Show content with your friends and family. It is the best way for this show to grow and get more people listening to it. And it helps out so much. Thanks again for all your support and I'll see you guys soon. Bye.